Hey, it's KJ with Living Christian, and welcome to the Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking Podcast. If this is your first time here, what we do on this podcast is read a chapter of the Bible, drink a little bit of coffee, and talk a whole lot about Jesus along the way. Each episode dives into Scripture and discusses it in a somewhat modern and relatable way. I'll also be answering some questions from my social media followers. They'll submit a question if you'd like me to answer it. Oh, and we'll drink coffee along the way as well. Although our main focus is reading the Bible and drinking some coffee, we will also occasionally be doing some interviews, some random other messages along the way, so be sure to check back often. If you feel the urge to support the podcast, you can do so right here on the podcast page. If this podcast helps you grow in your faith, maybe consider sending it to a friend or uh, maybe dropping a rating or review. It certainly helps us get the word out. And also, make sure you check out livingchristian.org for Bible verse lists, Christian blog, an apparel store with a bunch of Christian t-shirts, hoodies, hats, and more. It's awesome. All at livingchristian.org. And if you're there, make sure you use the code PODCAST20. That's a special code for 20% off our entire store, only for our podcast listeners. So PODCAST20. Use that when you're on livingchristian.org. Now, let's get to the episode. Morning, everybody. Hope everybody's doing well. We are doing an Instagram live here for the first time in forever, it seems like. So we're going to be hitting Matthew 22 here shortly. So I'll wait for a few people to come on in and we'll get going here like the old times. We used to do these things all the time and I haven't done it in months, it seems like. I apologize for that. But we're going to do something a little different today. So this is going to be Matthew 22. So get your Bibles ready. Get your coffee ready, and we'll be diving into Matthew 22 in a minute. So if you missed this pot or this uh, live Instagram, uh, make sure you listen to it or watch it on YouTube or on my podcast. We're going to do a little something a little different, as uh, I've kind of mentioned before. That's why I got the big microphone here, because uh, I'm recording it for the podcast. So all of our podcasts moving forward are going to be these live Instagrams. We're going to try to hit them on Mondays and Fridays like we used to. So I appreciate you guys coming back to me. I appreciate it. I'm sorry that it's been basically all summer, which I really haven't been on these lives off and on. But uh, we're back today. So we're going to hit Matthew 22. <clears throat> Excuse me. Get your coffee ready. I got mine. Do I do these daily or Mondays only? It's going to be Mondays and Fridays. So it probably won't be daily. But make sure you uh, check out the podcast, Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking. Just go to the website, livingchristian.org. Uh, there you can see all sorts of stuff. Bible verse list. Uh, I got the whole store. You can see the t-shirt if you're watching this live with my guys, Greater the Highs and Lows t-shirt. Uh, that is live on the store. Uh, we're actually running a promotional sale right now on hoodies, 20% off. Uh, you can check out all that stuff on livingchristian.org. So if you ask a question, if you are on the Instagram live right now, put your question there at the bottom, and I'll hit some questions here in a minute once we get done reading Matthew 22. So we're going to hit that real quick. If this is your first time, welcome aboard, and this is how we work. We'll read a chapter of the Bible, we'll talk through it along the way, I'll answer some questions at the end, and we'll go about our week. God bless you guys for joining me today. So let's hit Matthew 22. Uh, I've missed you too, Nikki. I've missed all you guys. Uh, sorry, I've been taking a, a little bit of time off to kind of get things straight and get my new schedule straight, but I'm here. So I got my Superman coffee mug. <clears throat> Good sip of pumpkin spice coffee. My, my, my wife bought this weekend. It's delicious. I, I, lo I love getting into the season. Uh, it's kind of funny, uh, but uh, we're all about the fall and the autumn here and getting ready for the holiday season, so it's pretty exciting stuff. So let's hit Matthew 22, okay? Everybody's got their Bible ready? Raise your hand in the comments if you have your Bible ready and you want to read along with me, <clears throat> and we'll get going here with Matthew 22 and then answer some questions. All right, Matthew 22, let's hit it. Parable of the Great Feast. I got my highlighter ready in case anything jumps out to me, so get yours ready too. And Jesus also told them other parables. So this is the part of the ministry, part of the gospel, where Jesus is talking to the disciples, telling them all sorts of things. We're kind of at the back end a little bit. So they're used to hearing these parables, these stories, uh, these uh, kind of ways that Jesus taught lessons 
through anecdotes. So this is another one of them. Parable of the Great Feast. Uh, Jesus also told them other, other parables. He said, The kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a king who prepared a great wedding feast for his son. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servants to notify those who were invited, but they all refused to come. So what this is talking about, just kind of butting in real quick on Matthew 22, this is a parable talking about God the Father preparing the wedding, preparing the feast for Jesus the Son. Okay, so he sent Jesus down. And this is the lesson that Jesus is teaching here. The fact that God has sent, the Father has sent his Son to earth to have this feast, and not everybody's uh, willing to come. Not everybody's willing to accept Jesus as their Savior. All right, verse 4. So he sent other servants to tell them, The feast has been prepared. The bulls and fattened calves have been killed, and everything is ready. Come to the banquet. But the guests had been invited, ignored them, and went their own way, one to his farm, another to his business. Others seized his messengers, and insulted them, and killed them. So if you equate to this, to the the, the, the time at hand, right, he, uh, he sent down... Uh, Jesus to the as the Messiah to the earth, meaning the Jewish people at the time were the ones that rejected him, went about their own way. They did not accept Jesus at their, as their Savior. And then others, the messengers, some of these people that were out, and he's kind of pro- prophesizing here a little bit, some of these people that are going to go out and tell the story about Jesus and spread the word of the gospel are going to be insulted and killed. All right, verse 7, The king was furious, and he sent his army to destroy the murderers and burn their towns. And he said to his servants, the wedding feast is ready and the guests I invited aren't worthy of your honor. Now go out to the street corners and invite everyone you see. So the servants brought in everyone they could find, good and bad alike, and the banquet hall was filled with guests. So think about it in this way, right? At the time, he sent down the Messiah, he sent down Jesus' son to earth. The Jewish people and the religious people at the time rejected him. So the messengers went out to the Gentiles, right? And spread the word and invited everybody. Now everybody can accept uh, Jesus as their Savior and be entered into heaven. That is what we're talking about here. This is the parable that Jesus is talking about. The fact that anyone and everyone from all the street corners can come in and we can fill the banquet hall with guests. We can fill heaven with everybody who accepts the invite. Verse uh, 11. But the king, but when the king came in, and met the guest, he noticed a man who wasn't wearing the proper clothes for a wedding. Friend, he asked, how is it that you weren't, uh, you're here without the wedding clothes? But the man had no reply. Then the king said to his aides, bind his feet and his hands and throw him in the outer darkness where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Okay, so a couple of things to uh, unpack here. Let me get a sip of coffee. Couple things to impact. One is that's the parable, right? This is the Father, God, as acting as the King. He's invited everybody to heaven, right? You invite everybody through Jesus to to celebrate His Son, right? In this parable, and if you do that, you get invited to heaven. So he thought that you know the Jewish people rejected at the time. He invited everybody, Jew and Gentile alike. Anybody can come to this banquet hall, right? And those who showed up, those who accepted Christ, get to get in heaven. Now, somebody here here at the end didn't wear the proper clothes. So he didn't fully accept the salvation, right? He may believe in Jesus, but he didn't accept salvation. He may have understood that he was a person, but he truly didn't follow Christ, Right? He didn't follow Jesus. He didn't follow what God told him to do. Therefore, he got thrown out. 
And what he's talking about is the outer darkness, which is hell. Okay? And the last line is very telling. Okay? This is verse 14. For many are called, but few are chosen. Think about that for a second. Many are called. God is calling out to all of us every day. He's inviting all of us to the banquet. He's inviting all of us to heaven. But we've got to do it through Christ. And even though they're called, even though we're all called, as Jesus said later in another story, the path is narrow. Okay, You've got to follow Christ. The chosen are the ones that follow Christ. Okay, Those are the ones he's referring to. We are the chosen. Okay, If we have accepted Jesus as our Savior, we are the chosen, even though many are called. All right? So basically what it's saying is God has invited everybody on earth to come to heaven, to come to this banquet. But you've got to be willing to accept the invitation, and you've got to be willing to be chosen. All right, let's keep going. That's a great parable. Uh, verse uh, 15, taxes for Caesar. Then the Pharisees met together to plot how to trap Jesus into saying something that he could get arrested for. They sent some of their disciples along with the supporters of Herod to meet with him. Teacher, they said, we, all, we know how honest you are. <clears throat> you teach the way of God truthfully. You are impartial and don't play favorites. Now tell us what you think of this. Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? So they're trying to trap him here, right? Because they know the rules, the law, the worldly laws of Caesar. So Jesus doesn't take the bait. But Jesus knew their evil motives. You hypocrites, he said. Why are you trying to trap me? Here, show me the coin used to the tax. They handed him a Roman coin. <clears throat> Excuse me. He said, he asked, whose picture and title are stamped on it? Caesar's, they replied. Well then, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. He, his reply amazed them and they went away. What they were expecting him to do was fall in line of the Pharisees. And let me have a sip of coffee and I'll dive into this. <clears throat> so this is uh, Matthew 22. We're at the middle of it in 18 through 21. They're trying to get him to say that the, the church, all right, that God requires even the money, right? Very similar to what we're having issues with. A lot of people reject the churches nowadays from, from the money issue. But what, what Jesus is saying here is, <clears throat> give what is Caesar's to Caesar, whatever's worldly to him. And what's God's? Your heart, your dedication, your love. Those intangible things that are real, not made-up coins uh, that have Caesar's face on it. So focus on what is real and not what is worldly. All right, so let's go to 23, which is the discussion about resurrection. So if you're just joining us, this is Matthew 22, verse 23. The same day Jesus was approached by some Sadducees, religious leaders who say there's no, there is no resurrection from the dead. They posed this question. Teacher. Moses said, if a man dies without children, his brother should marry the widow and have a child who will carry on that brother's name. Well, suppose there were seven brothers. The oldest one married and then died without children. So the brother married the widow. But the second brother also died, and the third brother married him. They continued with all seven of them. Last of all, the women also died. So tell us, whose wife will she be in the resurrection for all seven we're married to her. So what they're trying to trick Jesus in again, right? These are Sadducees who they don't believe 
uh, per se, in heaven. They don't believe in the resurrection of the dead. They kind of focus on the fact that the people and the fair and the prophets before them, Moses, etc., had died a worldly death. So they don't necessarily believe in the spiritual rebirth. That's where they're coming from. All right, so Jesus replied to them, Your mistake is that you don't know the scriptures, talking about the Old Testament, and you don't know the power of God. For when the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. In this respect, they will be like the angels in heaven. We're all equal in heaven. Verse 31. But now, as to whether there will be a resurrection of the dead, haven't you ever read about this in the scriptures? Long after Abraham, Isaac, Jacob had died, God said, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. This is coming out of Exodus, in case you were wondering. So he is the God of the living, not the dead. When the crowd heard him, they were astonished at his teaching. So they didn't understand. They're Once again, they're questioning Jesus, trying to trip him up, right? This is the Pharisees and the Sadducees and these religious leaders at the time, really trying to prove that Jesus wasn't who he said he was. He wasn't the Messiah. He wasn't the Son of Man, as referenced back in the book of Daniel. He was not that. He was just some radical hippie teacher that they were trying to disprove. Right? So they're trying to trick him in this and, and get him to understand because they don't understand. They don't believe in being resurrected. They don't believe in a spiritual rebirth and going into heaven. So basically what he said was, hey, you know, I'll quote the Old Testament. You obviously don't know the Old Testament either. But God is the God. The Father is the God of Abraham. He's the God of those who had died worldly who have now ascended into heaven. All right, let's hit uh, verse uh, 34. The most important commandment. And this is one of my favorite, I'll say, I'll, I'll, I'll preface this part with, this is one of my favorite parts of the Bible. All right. So Matthew 23, and you get down into 37 through 39, probably my same, my favorite verses. Because I feel like this is our purpose on this world. Everybody's looking for a purpose, right? Everybody wants to know what their purpose in life is. And I fully believe that this commandment that Jesus talked about is probably, or it is, our purpose. So let's read 34. When the Pharisees heard they had silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they met together to question him again. Once again, they can't stop questioning Jesus. They're trying to trap him. One of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap him with the question, teacher, what's the most important commandment in the law of Moses? So what they want to trap him with is the fact that there's 10 commandments and they're all equal. They viewed them all equal. So if Jesus comes out and says, well, no, this is the only one you need to follow, and it kind of dispels, so to speak, uh, the law, the Mosaic law. So that's what they're trying to trick him with. Jesus replied, 37, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbors as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. So what does Jesus mean there? I have a sip of coffee here. What he means is, <clears throat> you will obey by all the Ten Commandments if you do these two things. If you love God with all your heart, soul, and your mind, and you also love your neighbors around you, not your crazy neighbor who lives next door to you. I'm talking about the people that you encounter in your life. If you love God with all your heart, soul, and your mind, and you love everyone around you, then you won't commit murder. You won't commit adultery. You won't do those other, you won't break the other Mosaic laws, the other Ten Commandments that he's talking about, okay? So you've got to focus on those two things. 
If you focus on loving God with all your heart, soul, your mind, loving your neighbors, loving everybody around you, that is your purpose because that's spreading the love of Christ. People are going to see that you act differently in your life. People are going to see that there's something different about you. When you approach each situation, when you approach your life in two ways. One, you're approaching it with, first and foremost, you love God with all your heart, soul, your mind. And second of all, you're going to spread that and you're going to love everybody. Okay? And if you do those things, you'll follow the laws, so to speak. But what Jesus wants you to focus on, first and foremost, is love. Loving God, loving each other. All right, let's hit uh, the end here, 41 through 46. Whose son is the Messiah? Then surrounded by the Pharisees, Jesus asked him a question. What do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? So now Jesus turned the tables. And he wants to ask them a question to try to trip them up. They replied, he is the son of David. Jesus responded, then why does David, speaking under the inspiration of the, of the Spirit, call the Messiah my Lord? For David said, and this is a quote from the Old Testament, the Lord said to my Lord, Sit in the place of honor at the right hand until I humble your enemies beneath your feet. Verse 45, since David called the Messiah my Lord, how could the Messiah be his son? No one can answer him. And after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. What he was trying to prove there is the fact that the Messiah is not just a human descendant of David. Because even David referred to Jesus as my Lord. Okay, so even though Jesus came in human form, God came in human form, and he is an earthly descendant of David, it doesn't mean that he's subservient to David. It doesn't mean that, that David didn't worship him. It doesn't mean that he's not the Messiah. What Jesus is telling them is, I'm greater than all of these things. You're looking at me solely as a human figure, a worldly figure that was born in the line of the bloodline of David, Right? What you need to look at me as is God on earth, the Son of the Father, one of the Trinity that has blessed this world by coming down to earth physically and teaching you guys how to get to heaven and how to live. He just went through it, right? You look at the, the entire chapter of 23, he first talks about how to get to heaven, <clears throat> right? His second talks about the separation between worldly items and earthly or uh, heavenly items. The third is he's talking about uh, the fact that you can be resurrected into heaven. Right? You're resurrected into a, a spiritual body. The fourth is you get to do these things if you first obey and follow Jesus in the, in the first part, and you love God with all your heart and soul, your mind, and you love your neighbor as yourself. That's what he wants us to do while we're here. And then he's proving that he's not just a human there in the last part of Matthew 22. What a great uh, chapter that is. I love Matthew 22. It is uh, probably one of my favorite uh, chapters of the Bible. Uh, there's so much packed into there. Um, and it's really instructions by Jesus. Uh, he really wants us to follow what he is saying. And uh, you can't get better than that, can you? All right. Uh, if you haven't already, put some questions down there. and I'll answer a couple of questions. And uh, we'll get out of here on our Monday. I like to make these short and sweet. The comments are coming fast down there if you're on the Instagram live. So I'll try to read a few, but I can't keep up quite. So I'll, I'll answer some of the questions and then uh, we'll get out of here. Uh, what Bible version are you reading? I actually read the New Living Translation Bible. If you guys can see that there, it's called the Everyman's Bible. I've gone through this before. 
if you go to my website, livingchristian.org, right there in the middle, it has a, like an Amazon link of like my favorite stuff, right? Uh, on that Amazon page, uh, I have a Bible section and actually have my Bible listed on there that you can buy from Amazon. Uh, I'm not selling it, but they can. you can buy them on Amazon if you want to. Uh, I got this many years ago as a Christmas gift. Um, so this is the Everyman's Bible. So if you are one of my uh, male followers, uh, it's great because it's got a lot of intros and a lot of things about um, a lot of history involved, but it also has a lot of instructions about uh, how to apply this to a um, as a husband, as a father, as a son, uh, which is pretty awesome. So that's, uh, that's why I read this Everyman's Bible, but it is the New Living Translation Bible. I do have a bunch of other ones. If you're watching this on the video or on live, uh, I've got a bunch of different uh, translations up there. I've, I, I like to study all of them a little bit, uh, but this New Living Translation is kind of what I've dived into in, in for years, and I've had this Bible for years. Uh, so once you kind of get used to something and reading something uh, and you're comfortable with it, uh, that's what I like to stick with. So regardless of what version you like, ESV, King James, whatever you like, the most important thing is that you understand it and you learn from it and that you read it on a consistent basis. So other than that, I'm not going to get into some purist about what uh, uh, translation of the Bible is the better one. Uh, the best translation in my mind is the one that you will read, right? Uh, that is the one you will read. So let's see uh, what other questions we have. Uh, uh, are we going to be going in Matthew for a while? Uh, also, are these on Mondays and Fridays? These are going to be on Mondays and Fridays, Jordan. Uh, I'm going to skip around a little bit. We're going to do some a little bit of everything, right? So there's going to be times to where I want to dive into a particular book of the Bible over a week's period, like we did with James, right? Five, I think there's five chapters in that, so we spent five weeks because uh, we only did once a week at that point. So I'll be going through full chapter or bu books of the Bible, uh, and then I'll also be bouncing around. So like this one, I just felt like reading Matthew 22 today. Uh, so I'll be bouncing around and Matthew and different chapters and different books of the Bible, uh, but there will be times uh, that I want to dive in deep to an entire book of the Bible. Frankly, I will probably start Luke pretty soon. Uh, I think I want to do that. Let me know if you want me to do that. Uh, I like to read Luke during the holidays, uh, and usually I do that uh, December 1st through 24th because there's 24 chapters in Luke. So maybe we'll dive into Luke a little bit. Maybe we'll read the entire thing. Maybe we'll just hit uh, in December. I don't know. Let me know what you want, uh, and I'm happy to do it. But uh, it's going to be a little bit of a combo of both there, on uh, Jordan. So, uh all right. Uh, hi, KJ. Nice to see you doing lives again. Are you going to be doing them regularly? Uh, yes, I'm going to try to do them Mondays and Fridays. Uh, so that is the goal. I'll obviously miss a few every once in a while with holidays and different things, but that is the goal to hit these on Mondays and Fridays again. So what are the three most important traits of Jesus Christ? Uh, what are the three most important traits of Jesus Christ? That is an odd question. Uh, I haven't thought about the three traits of Jesus Christ, uh, really any traits of Jesus Christ. I, I think if you're, uh, depends on what you're looking at, right? So if a trait of Jesus Christ being omniscient and God and all-knowing, uh, then that's that's a one long conversation uh, about all the traits of Jesus that we can learn from as a godly figure and the fact that he is God incarnate that came down to earth to save us from our sins. If you're talking about from a worldly standpoint and the human part of Jesus, um, you know, there's there's a lot of traits. Uh, obviously, he, he was without sin. Um, he he um, walked the earth and and uh, and talked to different people and taught people how to get to heaven. He saved us and so forth. But I would say, if you combine those two, one of my favorite things about Jesus. I'm not going to get into three traits, but I'll say my favorite thing about Jesus. Well, there's a lot of favorite things, but one thing I've learned from Jesus, I'll put it that way, is how to live. 
uh, especially if you're going back to Matthew 22, right? He's talking about uh, the great commandment, which is love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and love each other as you love yourself. I, I think that if we can live like that, because that's the way Jesus lived, uh, he prayed, even though he was God on earth, he prayed to the Father. Uh, we can learn something from that. Uh, he loved everybody, even the people that hated him and the Pharisees. And, and, you know, even when he was on the cross, he said, you know, they know not what they do. Uh, he even saved the thief that was on the cross next to him just because he believed that he was the, the son of God. Uh, there was, Jesus was love, and he showed us how to love each other. He showed us how to love our enemies. He showed us how to um, live our lives in a perfect way and something to strive for. Obviously, we're not Jesus. Obviously, we can't do that. Obviously, we, we live in sin. Obviously, we get angry. Obviously, we uh, you know don't like people. Uh, but Jesus was that example. Uh, and I think that's part of the reason why you know he came to earth uh, was to show us um, an example of of how to treat each other. Um, and that's one of my favorite things about Jesus, was just the example that he set uh, while he was here on earth. Uh, anyways, uh, let's see, any other questions, and we'll uh, get going here. we got a couple more. Um, thank you uh, for uh, thinking that. Uh, what happened to your grandfather's flag? Oh, that's a, good, that's a great question. So it is over there now. So I reorganized my office, I actually moved into uh, another room here in my house. Um, that's why it looks a little different. Uh, I was in a little office um, on the other side of the house off of my master bedroom, and my oldest daughter went to college uh, last year, so she's in her second year, and uh, her bedroom was empty. She moved into a house and took all of her stuff with her, so I moved my office into this back bedroom. So I reorganized everything. I don't. My grandfather's flag is over there. You can't see it uh, off camera, but I have a bookcase over there with my grandfather's flag and also a picture of uh, the bomber that he flew in World War II. So, as you guys know, uh, my grandfather, hopefully if you followed me for a while, my grandfather was a, um, a belly gunner on a, on a bomber in World War II. Um, great example. He, he passed away many years ago, but uh, he was a great influence in my life. And I have his uh, flag from the war and from his funeral, and as well as some pictures and some random things. I actually have a chest over here, which you can't see off camera, uh, that has uh, all sorts of stuff in it from him. So I had his his Bible that he had over in the, in the war when he was traveling overseas. I have his uh, journal that he had. I have all sorts of different things that he kept along with him uh, in the war and after war. So I've got all sorts of papers. He was a little bit of a history buff. Uh, so I've got papers and uh, from JFK being shot to all the way to 9-11, which happened uh, you know, 21 years yesterday. Uh, so I have all that stuff over there in a chest, which is pretty cool. So he was a, a great influence in my life. And thanks for the question. I appreciate you remembering that. Uh, that's craziness. All right. One more question, then uh, we'll wrap it up with some prayer. All right. Opinion on taking constant selfies. Well, that's a long, that's a long discussion. I think today's society and the selfie is, is the, the, the quintessential example of the vainness of our society when we put ourselves uh, over everything. And if you go back to Matthew 22, and it talks about uh, the great commandment, as I, I've said it five times today, but loving God with all your heart and soul, your mind, loving your neighbor, you know, as you love yourself. What, what Jesus is trying to tell us is don't put yourself in the love of yourself above all those things. You're actually third. You know, you need to love God with all your heart, soul, your mind, love your neighbor, and then as you love yourself, 
right? So he's actually putting us at third. And I think our society nowadays, we have us first. We're taught from a young age and from school, from the media, from movies, that we need to be our best self. And we need to be number one in life. And we need to succeed so many things. And we need to accomplish so much in life. And we need to love ourselves. If you take um, some of the things that are happening in this world in the last you know, 10 years with, um, and I'm not going to get into a lot of politics or anything, but with a lot of the social issues, a lot of people are confused on who they are, whether that's their, you know, their gender even, uh, or, or what they want to do in life. And uh, I think they're, we're so focused on making sure that we love ourselves, right? Uh, and what Jesus even told us, what he wants us to do is love God with all our heart and soul and mind and love each other, right? So I think the selfie is a, a great example of putting ourselves first, and we just love to see ourselves, love to see our face. Uh, we need to you know, take care of ourselves. We need to love who we are and how God made us, but it can become toxic when we're overly obsessed uh, about ourselves uh, and not looking at ourselves as um, you know, somebody that God made the way we are on purpose, and our purpose is to love Him and to love each other, regardless of what we look like. Regardless of what our skin color is, regardless of what our sexuality is, or our gender, or our job, or how old we are, or any of those things, uh, what we've got to do is focus and love God first, uh, and then uh, also love each other. That's the great commandment that Jesus taught us. So, all right, great. Uh, let's wrap it up today. Let's uh, end in prayer. Uh, once again, thank you for joining me on this Instagram Live. If you're listening to this on the podcast or are uh, watching on YouTube, you can join us Mondays and Fridays right here on Instagram. Check us out on Living Christian, uh, and we'll end in prayer and get about our week. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing us all back together today. It's been a while since we were able to do this, and God, you, you put it in my heart to hop on an Instagram Live today, and you put it in the heart of everybody watching this and listening to this right now. We thank you so much for the word of Jesus as we read Matthew 22. And you taught us so much packed into one chapter of the Bible, Lord. You taught us how to get to heaven, how to treat each other, how to love you, how to love each other. Just so much that we learn from Jesus and so it's a, a, a small part of the Bible. We're so thankful that you gave us those words in red. Please be with us all, all of us as we go through our week. Protect us, guide us, teach us, and love us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. Love you guys. Uh, see you guys on Friday. Uh, we'll pick another chapter. I may do a little poll on the stories to check out which one you want to hit, but we'll hit another chapter of the Bible on Friday. And if you missed this or any part of it, check it out on my Instagram uh, page uh, or check it out on YouTube or on my podcast here in a little bit. It'll take me a couple hours to get it on, but we'll do that. So uh, until next time, uh, keep Jesus in your heart. Love on your mind. Talk to you later.